Welcome to Ink Drinkers, a literary tea party podcast where we discuss books and drink tea. I don't think we, our last book was a joint book, right? So we don't. Okay. We can, we can decide who goes first. Do you want to flip a coin? No, you can go first. (laughs) I don't care that much. (laughs) Um, Mm. We haven't. I feel like it's been forever since we've done this. Are we recording? We are recording. Okay. Sorry, I didn't see you press the button. I do it in secret. <laughs> I don't want you to know when I hit record so that I can like capture... The real some Yeah, the real Marissa. Mm. <laughs> um, hi. Hi, how are you? It's been a while. That's what I was saying. It's been a while. It has been. Tell me all about your life. (laughs) (laughs) Life is good. Um, Seattle was fun. Seattle's a cool city. That sounded a little not fun the way you said it. No, sorry. It is. I'm just, I had to give a presentation this morning and it took all of my energy out of me. So I'm like, whew. Um, but yes, no, Seattle was fun. The city itself is really cool. Um, but the weather was awful while we were there. Uh, it snowed, which apparently it only does like once or twice a year sure, sure. in Seattle. And it happened while we were there, but it was actually a little exciting, like to wake up and look out the window and I was like, ah, it's snowing. <laughs> and then I was like, wait, I have to go walk in that. <laughs> um, have you been to Seattle before? No, that was my first time. Cool. So... Yeah, while we were there, it was this weird, like, me and my mom and PJ just had really good luck everywhere we went, and so it was just a great trip. It was, like, one oh, of those awesome. trips. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so we, <laughs> stupidly, like, as as we do, we were like, it's triangle power. I don't know where that came from. That's what we started calling it. Um, and so, because it was like, we would go to like they have this big ferris wheel thing and so we're like oh okay let's go ride the great wheel so we get to the great wheel no line whatsoever we ride it and as we're getting off we look back the line is like snaked around like so and everywhere we went it was like that like we went to this restaurant in the um the the market the pike's place market and apparently it's like a super popular restaurant and apparently difficult to get into but we didn't know that because we just walked right in and got a table and then afterwards we learned like oh yeah that's like you gotta call months in advance for I don't it, I don't know if it's like that necessarily but I think it's like if you want a table you have to wait sure to get a table yeah. because the when we got in the lady was like super rude and she was like I mean, I don't know if we're going to have a table available for you, but you, one of you, can go upstairs and ask, and then you two can stand right over here and wait. And we were just like, yeah, yes, ma'am. <laughs> okay. And so like, Gosh. PJ went up and asked, and they had a table available. And so she like, she was afraid to come back downstairs. She calls back down. She goes, Freeman's? Freeman's? <laughs> and so we, my mom and I went upstairs, but yeah, it was, <laughs> funny. It was just a really great trip. Um, I'm so glad. Yep. And, and then the, obviously the bookstore yeah. stuff was really good. Yeah. yeah. It was, I mean, it was like 
a lot, like a lot of information. Like I was drinking out of a fire hose, but um, it was, I mean, it was good information. Was it a ton of stuff you didn't know? Like, were you shocked by anything? No, I mean... It wasn't like, I wasn't shocked by anything. It wasn't stuff I didn't know. And there was some stuff, I mean, I'm going to sound like I'm bragging and maybe I am, but there was some stuff that it was like in the, in the workshop for, you know, prospective bookstore owners. It was like, they'd be talking about, well, you know, this service Edelweiss. And if you're not, if you're not sending people like, wait, what is it? I've never heard of that before. And I'm like, geez, people, I've had an account for like five years, but (laughs) Certain things that you thought were just like basic Yeah, knowledge. that I would have thought everyone would have known that some people were... So that had to feel good. That definitely feel like, did feel like, good. okay, well, I'm not in the dark. Like, yes, I'm ahead of the game. Exactly. And then I learned that a lot of book selling, surprisingly, is like very data-driven. And like lots of... Which I freaking love data. You know right. this about me. I love spreadsheets. I love just all of the data that I can get. And so it was really exciting to learn that like maybe this actually is the perfect job for me and that a I get to deal with data all the time and like Annie Jones who owns the bookshelf in Thomasville I listened to her on a podcast recently and she was like I didn't realize when I purchased this bookstore that one day out of my week was going to be dedicated to paying bills she's like I didn't realize how much of it would be bill pay and I'm like I already do that and love that so it's like it seems like I'm already well suited for the job plus I get to talk to people about books all the time. So what could be more perfect? Not much. (laughs) But yeah, it was really encouraging and exciting. Um, I met some really great people and like made good contacts with bookstore owners across the country who they're like, yeah, come, come visit me in Atlanta at my bookshop and I'll tell you all about it. And like everybody was just so nice and friendly and willing to share their experience. And it was awesome. I'm glad to hear that bookkeepers around the country are just really great people. Booksellers. But I'm sure bookkeepers as well. Oh, I didn't mean to say bookkeepers. <laughs> I meant booksellers. I know what you meant. I think when you said data in my mind, I was thinking like, I don't know. Well, I, got, I also did say bill pay, which right. is bookkeeping. I think, but. I think I got confused, but you know what I meant. Yes. But that's good to know because that is what I would think. They are all just genuinely really awesome. And yeah. Well, that makes sense. I'm pointing at Jamie. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it was really exciting. Now I'm like trying to plan a trip to Atlanta with this, you know, one lady that I connected with. Yeah. Like, I want to come see your store. Networking. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. So it's it's exciting. I'm so glad you had a great experience. Thank Um, you. And I can't wait to see where it's going to go, all this knowledge. Yeah. So I was actually thinking about, I'm kind of like taking notes as I go through the process. And I was thinking about doing like a, standalone like so you want to open a bookstore podcast and just you know giving people all the knowledge that I collect along the way that sounds awesome I know that um fabled bookshop in Waco Texas I think it's Waco they like built a following before they even opened by like they started an email newsletter where they were taking people through every step of the process, which I followed along with, which was really cool. And so this would just be, I guess, kind of a different medium to yeah. to provide that information. But anybody who's like, hey, maybe I want to do this thing, they can listen to this potentially existing podcast and see. So cool. I don't know. We'll see. I like it. That's a great idea. Yeah. I mean... We, we do know podcasting, so I figured. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, I know you said I could go first, but I feel like 
everyone just heard my voice for like a straight 10 minutes. So maybe you should do your book first. Sure, I can do that. Um, so my book is The Mini Daughters of Afong Moy by Jamie Ford. Have you read this? No, but I want to and I believe um, she is from Seattle. He's a guy. He is from Seattle. I didn't know if it was a guy or a girl. I don't know if he's from... I had to look it up because obviously... The only... Um, or at least the Pacific Northwest. The only reason I'm yes. saying that is because when I went in one of the bookstores there, they had like a local author section. Okay. And I saw this book and I almost So I it. automatically thought that it was a woman until I finished reading it and I looked up the oh author to see and it's a man. I think I assumed woman because there's the word daughters in the title. Yeah. And that's what... Me too. Yeah. It's, it's actually about mothers and daughters and generational so trauma. Really so it's really that interesting it's... that he wrote it in the perspective of women. Um, I, I didn't look into why or what, you know. Yeah. Um, but he, he's an American author, but he has um, Asian descent heritage. Um, and that's all of the, obviously, the daughters of Afong Moy right. are all um, Chinese. Okay. Um, and other mixed nationalities. Um, so yeah, it was, I will say it took me a while to read it. Like it wasn't something that I wanted to binge. It, it was a little bit of a longer read. I think it's like 13, 14 hours listening if you're on like a regular speed. So it wasn't as long for me because I did a little bit faster, but um, longer than my normal read, I guess, um, or listen. But yeah, it just... The story is very complex, so I got lost in it a little okay. bit here and there. And at times, I was just like, I don't know, do I want, do I want to keep reading this? And then something else would kind of spark my interest in the story. And then, you know, the the end of it, I thought it was just um, an interesting thought. I liked the historical aspect of it, where it was generational. I always tend to like stories mm-hmm. like that, where it goes back in time. And you're in those different time periods and they talk about it and it's like, um, you feel like you're immersed in it. So yeah. I really liked that. Um, but, but Afong Moy, um, and I don't know if any, I assume all of this is not factual, but Afong Moy in the book was the first Chinese woman to come to America. Oh, okay. And, um, they kind of do the whole, like, it's so interesting. So her, her feet were, um, bound yeah. and like, it was that. Chinese time period where they kind of like do arranged marriages and sell off their daughters and like you know all make all of these familiar uh familial um relations in China and the situation happened and basically the family that she was married into sold her to mm. these merchants to go to America. I remember learning about this kind of stuff in middle school and just being like so upset by it. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty awful. Um, her life was really, really hard. Um, but the story is about generational trauma. So the perspective that they have is that all of these women who are related to Afong Moy, over time, all of their heartaches and the situations they find themselves in, um, that all of their pain and what they went through is somehow transferred to their offspring. Mm. And so those women then have the same depression issues and the same just like all these mental health issues culminating from all the generations back. And it was a, 
the way that they explained it was like, wow, if that, you know, if that's true or if there's some merit to that, um, you know, how do you go about helping right. people with that? So the main, I don't want to say the main character, but the one in present time is Dorothy Moy. And she's actually, the year is like 2043 or something. It's like in the future. Oh, okay. And she lives in Seattle, Washington. Fitting. Well, there you go. Maybe, um, maybe it's because it was like the location was Seattle. Maybe that's why it was in that section of the bookshop. Maybe Maybe so. Yeah. Yeah, that would make sense. And um, and if he's from there, maybe he sets a lot of his books there. I don't really know. Yeah. But um, she was Washington's former poet laureate. She is now, she has a daughter who's five years old. Her name is Annabelle. And she's after, after um, Annabelle Lee, the um, Poe, Edgar Allan Poe, Annabelle Lee poem. Oh, okay. And um, she is... She has a lot of mental health issues, so she's uh, has always struggled with depression throughout her life. She's had a really um, kind of terrible upbringing. Her mother wasn't really able to care for her based on the issues, the mental health issues that she had. Um, she also has like disassociative episodes, mm. and um, she her her partner um, they don't have a great relationship, and there's a lot of stuff that is occurring at the time that this is going on uh, that she decides she starts to see her daughter Annabelle having the same types of issues at five that she had growing up that led to all of her mental health issues and she starts to be like I don't want this for her and Mm -hmm. I need to figure out what to do so that I can make sure that her life doesn't turn out like mine and she, the stuff that she's starting to see is she's also disassociating and she's starting to see people, ancestors from their past in present day, which is what happened to oh, Dorothy. Wow. And so she's, she knows what's going on, but Annabelle doesn't understand. And at the time that this is going on, there's like crazy uh, weather stuff happening around the U.S. from what I understand in this futuristic time period. <laughs> or now. <laughs> And there's like a typhoon in Seattle and it's about to hit. And so all of this stuff is happening right around like where everything is just tumultuous and her life is chaotic, her environment is chaotic, and she is trying to fix this situation. And the way that she does that is she seeks help with this experimental treatment that's designed to mitigate um, inherited trauma. And she meets with this doctor and they go through this process and they kind of explain it. And she, the disassociative part of her, it's starting to come to the surface. So all of the the past generations and their stories, she's like living them mm. as herself, but through them. And she starts to see them in her everyday life. Like she'll be on the street and she sees like this Chinese woman like crying in the corner. And like, then she realizes that like they're not it's not real in real time. Like this is in the past. And when she sees them, they look like her, you know? And so she's like so confused. And then she starts to realize that she's kind of in this, in her mind from these treatments. And so she's slowly trying to heal the issues that happened to them. So, so like theoretically, if she can heal herself, she can potentially heal her daughter as well because it's passed on. Wow. This sounds just absolutely fascinating. It it's <laughs> yeah. I and I had heard good things about it. 
Um, it's good. It's really deep, and like the the storylines are all mixed in. And I don't know that it's, I don't. It's not giving anything away, but just so it's, if people think it's more interesting or like um, interested in the timelines. It says the gener- she connects with the past generations of women in her family. Faye Moy, a nurse in China serving with the Flying Tigers. Zoe Moy, who's actually, she doesn't pronounce it Zoe. It's like Zoe, like how she says it in um, Chinese. A student in England at a famous school with no rules. Lai King Moy, a girl quarantined in San Francisco during a plague e- epidemic. Greta Moy, a tech executive with a unique dating app. And Afong Moy, the Chinese, the first Chinese woman to set foot in America. Hmm. So those are all the storylines that we hear, and those are all of the ancestors that she goes back in her mind and tries to fix the major issues that happened to them. Right. I just, I don't know. Yeah, like you said, I just absolutely love this premise. Like it's original and very fascinating. Yeah. Um, and now I kind of regret that I didn't purchase this at Elliot Books. <laughs> I ended up getting, I think, um, Where'd You Go, Bernadette? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I knew I already loved that book. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, from that area. So that's the one I purchased. But I was like, now I'm thinking, I should have gotten this one. And this was published in August of last year. Yeah, so it's, it's fairly it's recent. It's fairly recent. Um, but yeah, it's all about motherhood and kind of what's passed on generationally and how to um, heal ourselves from generational trauma. Not that that's like you can do that based on, you know, it's a, it's a <laughs> right. made up. It's a little bit of magical realism sure. in there. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was a good read for sure. So it's interesting how connected our two reads are this week. Really? Yes. Okay, good. So my book that I'm telling you about is The School for Good Mothers by Jessamine Chan. And wow. so, yes. <laughs> okay. So the main character of this book, Frida Liu, um, or Liu, because her parents are, are Chinese immigrants. So she's first generation American. Um, and a lot of that, it, that's not what the book is about, but that definitely plays heavily into the story because that who she is and the way she acts comes from her heritage. Um, so this is also kind of an alternate reality type thing. It's like present day, but huh, okay, let me start explaining. So Frida Liu has a daughter named Harriet. She got pregnant with Harriet as her husband was, like, leaving her Okay. for another woman. Okay. So she has Harriet, and she splits her time between um, – Harriet splits her time between her mom, Frida, and then her dad, Gust, who is now remarried to this other woman that he was – yeah – and Gust is still very, like, he's like, I still love you, Frida, but, like, I've got to be with this other woman. Like, it's kind of a weird, yeah, it's kind of a weird, like, awkward relationship. So, anyway, um, Frida is struggling because she's trying to raise a daughter on her own. She has lost her husband. She's lost the life that she knew. She's struggling at her job. And um, Harriet, who is, I think at this time, like, maybe two years old, um, is, you know, she's a, a lot to deal with because she's two, you know? Sure, yeah. And so Frida has what she calls her very bad day. And she 
is completely flustered, not thinking straight. She hasn't been sleeping. Nothing is going well. And she leaves Harriet home alone, thinking that she's just going to get a cup of coffee. And then again, she's not thinking straight. So she goes and gets her coffee. And then she like goes to the office for a little while Yeah, I know. I know. Okay. This is making me really anxious. I know. The mother in me is like, what? Right. Okay. Like, how could you possibly do this? Right. Okay. Okay. So she, so she, it's, Harriet's okay. Let me just tell you that right now. Harriet's okay. Uh, But it's just like, I don't, I don't (laughs) don't think I can do it. (laughs) Frida gets home like an hour and a half later and there's police at her house because the neighbors heard Harriet crying and called the police on her and whatever. So this is her very bad day, and the consequences are that a judge decides to send her to the School for Good Mothers, and for a year, she has to go to this school and learn how to be a good mother, because she is a bad mother. So, this sounds like some really creepy. It is. Okay. It's horrifying. No. Okay. <laughs> so she gets on a bus with all these other bad mothers, and they go to this facility. And there's some dads too, like, but they're in a separate part of the okay. facility. So they're bad separ- parents. Bad in- parents, like in- being institutionalized. Yeah, and so they have to go, and they are given these, like futuristic like little dolls that basically are humans but they're really dolls and they have to take care of these dolls to prove that they can be good mothers and that they can get their kids back oh my gosh yeah wow that is an <laughs> interesting premise <laughs> and really frightening <laughs> it was i was hooked from the beginning because it's so like weird and twisty. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I really was, want to read this. I was immediately gripped by it. Um, it does, when she gets to the school and is like going through all of the different absurd, crazy lessons, like it gets a little slow, mm-hmm. but I mean, it picks back up yeah. and it's, it was like horrifying, but also like you didn't want to stop reading mm-hmm. and it was just really, really well done. Like it was impressive. When did this come out? Do you know? It's been probably a couple years at this point. It's been on my (laughs) list for a while, and I don't know what made me pick it up at this point. I just did, and it was perfect timing because it sucked me in. Yeah, and it worked really well with our whole conversation. (laughs) This was completely unintentional. (laughs) Wow. Um, I'm just thinking about it. Yeah. I haven't even read it, but I'm like, huh. I really want to read this. Yes, it was insane. Sounds like it. I definitely recommend it. Okay. Okay, Well, to round out two really good books, I think we have a really good tea that we're drinking. We really do. Um, So this was in a um, best of box that I got from um, Sips.com. Sipsby. Sipsby, sorry. So it is called... Girl Grey. So it has Earl Grey and the Earl is um, slashed out. And it's, so it's supposed to be Girl Grey. And it says, um, 
This deep society invites you to share a cup of this zesty, innovative blend. Savor this classic British black tea transformed with fragrant citrus peels and a bright hint of cornflower petals. This lady gray tea tastes uplifting and light while still being comforting on a cold day. Ingredients are black tea, citrus peel, flavor, <laughs> cornflower petals. Um, yeah, I think it's a really good Earl Grey. It is so delicious. I, I am loving it. <laughs> like, it's really good. I want to drink five more cups mm-hmm. of it. It's really, really solid. Earl Grey. I mean, it's just the perfect balance and the smell is delicious it's so comforting it's like smooth but i mean like it has a little bit of a bite to it but it does but it's still so smooth it's so good it's like one of the better earl grays i think i've had agreed because it's a girl gray oh yeah good girl <laughs> but yeah good one good one i'm glad we did i'm glad we picked this one yes. the other one we were me too me too i was wanting just like a solid mm-hmm. cup of yeah, good tea this and this is perfect um, can I tell you about one other book? I'm gonna just do very, very briefly. Please, go for it. Because I don't want to. It's a book that I know you're gonna read anyway, and I know most people are gonna read anyway, so I don't want to say much about it. Okay. But I got it as um, an advanced reading copy at the uh, Winter Institute in Seattle. There was this room full. I know, you of- told me that I can't even imagine. Of free arcs and it was amazing. <laughs> I just walked in and there's just stacks of books on tables and tables and I mean it was so crowded and it was just people walking through and just going hmm this sounds interesting I'll take this but I knew that this one particular book was going to be there because it was in like the preview emails. Okay. And I was looking for this specific book. Okay. And it is Yours Truly by Abby Jimenez. Ah, yes. It was absolute perfection <sighs> is all I want to tell you. Okay. It's, okay. It's so... Maybe we can do a joint read on that soon. Absolutely. It okay. comes out in April. Okay. But it Perfect. was so, so, so good. That's and I awesome. just wanted to say that because I devoured it with my eyes, by the way, not on audio. I devoured yeah. it with my eyes then in a day. Maybe this should be our April joint read. We can do that. That okay. sounds like a plan. Okay. All right. Well, cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes for the full list of books we discussed today. You can find that in your podcast app or on our website, inkdrinkerspodcast.com. And please support us by subscribing anywhere you listen to podcasts and leaving a review. You can find us on Instagram and on Twitter at inkdrinkerspod. Cheers. Cheers.